Also, what's it going to be? Yay or nay? Yeah, time for yay or nay on Big V Racing. And then we'll cross to our reporter, our AFL editor, Mark Stevens. We won't cross to him. He'll be, he's right next to us. He's going to join in shortly as well on the Big V. And before we go to John in Heighton, Matthew, there's oh, yeah. a te- another text that's come through. They're really ganging up on you. Don't be a wuss, Stuart. 5% of a Nakoni filly is worth at least $1,500 and 5% of training fees is $6.50 a day based on your 130 You offer six bottles of wine worth less than $60. It shows what sort of punter you are. That sounds like Wanchop oh. Dave might have contributed to that. He very added up, very quickly added up the cost of the Yellowtail <laughs> Shiraz, 2023 Shiraz. Well, what if his Nakoni filly's broken-winded with a swollen fetlock? What's she worth then? Well, we'll have we, to ask we, him. Let's find I'm out going to take him case. on trust. Let's find out if that's the case. Take him on trust. John from Heighton joins us now. He's a part owner in a Nakoni filly who he's kindly offered up as part of a bet this weekend in the new market. John, thanks for joining us. How you going, fellas? Yeah, we're well, thank you. I think Matty Stewart is keen to know a little bit more about this Nakoni filly of yours. Is that right, Matthew? Yeah, this 5% you're trying to offload. <laughs> So, yeah, you, well, so you've got a lovely Nakoni filly, and you're first of all, well, let's assume that she's gorgeous and that she's she's going to be a champion. But why have you got such a knock on Buenos Nachos? Oh, I don't have a knock on Buenos. I actually quite like it, but I just don't think it's up to win in the new market. When you were spruiking it, Matty, I thought, how can you bag all the Aussie horses and then spruik a horse that hasn't done that much for a new market? Yeah, come on, Matty. Well, he's got. He's got 51 kilos and he fits the profile. And what odds is he in the market? Uh, well, that might that might be true, Matty, but uh, Wix is no good, but Buenos is a champion. No, I think Wix is the greatest Australian horse of all time, so I don't know how she's no good. Oh, I thought you said she was no good. No, no, no. <laughs> you, towards Never. The- no, never, always, no, no, never, no, no, no. Maddie, Maddie has always he's always been a big Winx fan, but you you were critical that she never raced against uh, that she never went overseas. That no, is no, I just thought it would have been nice if she had. I, yeah. I, I can accept that she didn't. But hey, um, Buenos so, Aires is twelve dollars, by the way. Well, see, the market tends to think that. Uh, so tell us about this Nakoni filly, mate. Uh, she's uh, she got uh, more than three legs. She got her head on straight. Good start. She's. Uh, she can walk. She's got a nice walk. She's very correct, mate. You should be... Uh, How old is she? Is she close to there. racing? Yeah, she's nearly three. She's coming up for three. Who trains her? Who's the, the trainer? On ice, mate. Yeah. Who's the Jeremy trainer? The... Jamie Edwards. Yep, beautiful. Good trainer. Yep. Uh, so we bought her um, on the, online, and uh, we put her in the paddock because she was small. She hadn't grown. The breeders couldn't sell her at the sales. We picked her up. We've been feeding her up. She eats like a dream. She's ready to go in a couple of months. All right. All right. So let's try and work out how we can do something. Yeah, how so are we going to do this? If Buenos Notches wins, or, but you, I'm thinking we, we could open it up to other listeners, but you'd probably have to handle what's this not including ongoings? How do we negotiate <laughs> the, the ongoings here, it's John? very technical. <laughs> well, we've got a few people that have bought in. They've bought their share price. And they pay per percentage, uh, set price per week. So you could look at that. All right, no worries. Okay, well, I, we'll take it as a, a a lovely offer from you, but we're just going to have to work out some logistics. But what what are we going to give you in return? That, that's well, this well, is where you got to come. My to opinion party. is that the yellow tail might not be up to scratch. I don't think that six bottles, like one of the blokes is in the horse, he's one of the better wine makers in Central Victoria. So we're right for good wine. Right. Not sure we need low quality wine. 
With uh, and thanks to our friends out there at Yellowtail yeah. Winery. <laughs> I hope they're not listening. Have you got, um, have you got a favourite bottle, uh, John? Well, the missus does. I'm a beer man, but the missus she likes um, Carpine Malvolti Prosecco, which is an Italian number. Yep. But uh, you could get plenty of bottles of that, Matty. All right, mate. Well, we're going to have to sort of think. It. We'll have. We'll, we've got your number. We're going to have to think this through for for twenty four hours to work out how we can make this happen. But you've made the generous offer. It's a challenge, and we like a challenge. Um, so we'll have to work out what comes back John's way yes. out of this. Yeah. No, I think a bottle of prosecco and he's a beer man. So a case of VB that'll do the trick, won't it, Johnny? Well, you've lost me a VB, Matty, but I'll I'll be open to um I'll be open offers. Because oh, you know what'll happen right. here if we don't get in, engaged with this. You know this Nikoni is going to turn out to be black caviar. It might. It just might. Or it could be Nature Strip. It could be Nature. Well, she's, she's got a, she's got a similar breeding line to Nature Strip, so we'll see how yeah. it's got the double dan dig on uh, both sides. So see how it goes. Hey, what do you think will win the new market, John? Oh, I'm with him secret, and if it hoses down, I'm with uh, Marzu. All right, beautiful. Hey, hey John, thanks for calling yeah, in, mate, and texting in. We love the input. No worries, boys. And uh, if anyone out there is looking for uh, a share in an overshare cold, mate, you're giving me a number. All right, All right. We will. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll post we'll, it online. We'll share it everywhere. We'll we'll spruik your business for you, John. No problem, mate. Good on you, boys. Don't worry. I'll only I'll, I'll pay you a few bottles of Yellowtail, Matty, if you get a few yeah. punters. Yeah. Haven't they gone up in value over the last five minutes or so? <laughs> Good on you, John. Good on you, mate. See you, boys. John from Heighton there. We appreciate anyone giving us a call. It's quite drinkable, the, the Yellowtail. No, just, I've got no issues with Yellowtail. Mm. I've got no issues Yeah, what I've yellowtail. noticed about it, though, is that the Shiraz, the Cab 7, the Merlot all taste exactly the same. Uh, we'll, fi- we'll find out what red wine uh, Mark Stevens drinks shortly. But, Maddie, I want to know who you think have been the most influential women in racing of all time. Mm. And I reckon this is a really good one for our listeners because I-, I might need a bit of help to because I'd hate to forget someone, 0416905052. I think Steve-O, present. Well, he's got his football list ready to go. Yeah, cause, but I think Steve-O, from the outside looking in, will be able to give me a bit of clarity too. From your perspective, when you look at racing and women... Gay Waterhouse, can you think of a bigger, more influential figure in horse racing female than Gay Waterhouse? Well, I think it's Gay Waterhouse than Daylight. Probably, yep. Yep, yep. So I'm, I'm struggling to think of a number two. That's how far the gap is. It's well, 15 goals in footy terms. And I think the measure is Sydney's <laughs> a huge cosmopolitan city. I think Gay Waterhouse would be one of the five most famous residents of Sydney. Would that be right? Oh, that's a big call. What, Probably more have than... to ask a Sydney sider the answer to that. What about Russell Crowe? Kiwi. He's famous. Yeah, but I'd say Gay Waterhouse would probably... Anthony Albanese lives in the Lodge. No, not the Who's Lodge. Who's the most famous rugby league player in Sydney at the moment? Would they... I think she'd be bigger than the, the rugby league greats who come and go. Yeah, it's a good... All right, so good I've got Gay. Yep. Then I think Michelle Payne because she officially smashed through the yep. ceiling. yep. Made a movie. She made the famous misogynist. Mis- she made her famous misogyny speech, and and what's happened since Michelle Payne has been extraordinary in just seven or eight years. And then I think Jamie Carr and Al Nisham have been extraordinary. Francis Nelson, amazing administrator. Amanda Elliott. One thing that Felgate and I, this is where AFL might reflect differently. Administratively, there's been hardly a peep from women in foot in racing administration. I know there's a bit of a, an inroad there in AFL, but is it happening quicker than in racing, steve Oh, definitely. It's happening big time in AFL. Presidents, CEOs of clubs, it, it's it's coming really quick. It's maybe yep. an area that racing 
can look at uh, as an area of improvement, Matty, some inclusion in that area. Yeah, no doubt. Mm. Yeah, so who's next, Matthew? No, that's about it. It's um, Gay, Michelle, Jamie Carr, Annabelle Neesham, Francis Nelson, Amanda Elliott, Bev Buckingham, I would have uh, very prominently, but listeners might be able to point out some that in maybe international uh, interstate jurisdictions had a big wow factor and a big influence that I've missed. So right. you let us know if I've left someone out. Zero four one six ninety fifty fifty two to send us a text. Steve, I'll get your list in a moment for the third. There's been a host of text messages come through, so I'm going to try and get to as many of these as I can. Claire Lindop's one that's come through, Maddie. Yes, a couple of times. Very prominent, Claire, and she now works. She's now a very prominent figure in local government in um, South in Adelaide. Yep, absolutely. And what about this one, the Queen, in terms of worldwide <laughs> racing? It's from Mark. But she wasn't. Was she a major achiever in racing, or was she a famous person who had a involvement in racing? She probably fits under the yeah. ambassador category more. Would that be fair? Well, she she bought, she made racing um, and corgis. Um, <laughs> Mainstream. Mm. She put she put a good, t- you know. Mm. What do you reckon, Steve? Did she make racing look better because she was involved? Oh, she absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but it's prayers and condolences for the Queen, though. So we're talking we're about still living in that people. Period, are we? Well, yeah, we're talking about people that are still alive and living. No, not Otherwise, no, no, oh, no, okay. no, no, no. Well, um, if that's the case, then the Queen, I think, has got gay covered. For but was the Queen somewhere. influential, or was she just? Famous and happened to like racing. Yeah, I don't think influential is the right word, but I think racing's better for having her as an ambassador I think and involved so. in, in uh, the sport. Yep. Yeah. Royal Ascot got a lot of coverage because the Queen was there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a text that come through. After Gay, it's Michelle Payne, then currently Jamie Carr. Yeah, I'm a bit yep. like that. Yeah. Mm. I reckon that most people would probably feel that way as well, Matty. And then there's a host of texts on the new market, which we'll get to in a moment. Steve, who do you think is, is the top five in football? Top five influential women in football. I'll start with number five. How's that sound? And Can you go I, to number one. Yeah, like that. Right. Suspe- build a suspense. Uh, there's some I'll disagree with because I reckon they write rubbish, but Fritz, there's one who I... Okay, we'll wait and see. Mm. Daisy Pierce at number five, very influential. Probably her football career was probably a fraction overrated as a footballer compared to some of the others, but had a, a you know, real trailblazer and now as an assistant coach. Yep. A uh, real voice for women's footy. And uh, made people accept very easily the idea of a female commentator. Yes, so trailblazer mm-hmm. there. Number four, I've got Nadine Raba, who is the general manager of communications at Collingwood. Big job. Yep. Um, you know, when you're head of the media, the biggest club in the land, Spin Doctor came from the AFL, mm. good operator. She's at number four. Kate Roffey at your club. You've got Mel- Kate Roffey at three. Yeah, yep. because you're a big club now. You know, you're, you're really, um, you know, a powerhouse as far as at the MCG, um, you know, vying for a premiership, have won a premiership under Kate that's as a, well. Yeah, that's an interesting... Point He's actually put a lot of thought into this. You know, when we thought yeah, he was yeah. sleeping on the black couch at the back, he was thinking. Yeah, she, she has only come in sort of recently as the as the chairperson of the footy club. Yeah, but, but you're right. Play, but yeah, so. no, you're, you're right. The demons, yeah. in terms of where their stature is as a club, has changed a lot in the last ten years. Kylie Rogers, who's GM of customer and commercialism or commercial uh, at the AFL, is in probably third in line to take over from Gill. So that's a big job. And she presents well. Mm. Number one, and this is number one by daylight. It is a huge gap between Kylie Rogers and the next. Are you a Caro man? It's Caroline Wilson. Yeah. Very, very powerful person, Caro. Mm -hmm. The first lady of football, has been for a long time, makes a lot of people nervous, Mm. and she's clearly the number one 
female in football? Oh, I don't know Caroline Wilson, and I'm, obviously you two would know her very well, but I don't know if I can recall someone who has been more divisive amongst people that she knows. I think, yeah, you're, I think you're right on nearly every... The only thing is I... I, there's been a, a, a few consistent themes in the her reporting and her the way she goes about it and that that I've I haven't I've found it I haven't agreed to professionally in some ways. In in what way? Yeah, just the off that. the no, record. No, just that. Just be, she's been off the mark a lot too. You know, inside mail this wrong sort mm-hmm. of thing. So no, I, I look, I mostly agree with you, but I just there's been a few things where I thought ah, oh, you know, Caro. Look, she's not on the daily beat as much as she used to. And once you step off that uh, daily beat, it does become tougher. But, um, you know, her reputation and, you know, the power that she wields mm. within the corridors, I mean, she's, um, yeah, one of the first invited to the <laughs> into the AFL functions and, and you know, really serious operator, Cara. Mm-hmm. I reckon there's ones that, are, that it's good that if we get some SMSs too. Because yep. sometimes, as you'd know, growing up in Marupna... Um, that there's a lot of local heroes who do amazing things that we just don't hear about, that, that, that carry football clubs on their own shoulders and do all these sorts of things. So it'd be nice to get a touch mm. of those ones as well. Marupna, yeah? Uh, Shepparton, close. <laughs> okay. Well, Marupna's like a suburb of Shep, but there's a lot of ladies in that. Not the tuck shop ladies, but, you know, they, 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 they just keep footy clubs running. Yeah. You know, the pie warmers, the hot dogs, whatever. Absolutely. Huge. Um, you know, in, in all sort of country areas. So I remember there's a lady in Shep, Adele Ellis. A legend, mm-hmm. tennis coach, so influential person. What about just quickly other sports? If they just jump out, like tennis, cricket, are there are there just really mega obvious super? super Martina never had all over for me. A woman that served volleyed, freak show. Mm. Serena Williams. Guys don't even I serve think. volley anymore. She just to rush the net. Yeah. Just the the athleticism of Martina um, in in a game when it wasn't as powerful, but she and, and she was influential off the court as well. Is Catherine Freeman the number one Australian female sports person of all time for fame and reach and admiration and all that? It would have to be for, for the gold medal, I think. But the I'm, moment, yeah. But I'm trying to... I, I think I'll find someone that can top it for consistency. Yeah, yep, yep. I, I think I'm with you a bit, Stevie. She oh, holds I think, the well, moment gone. You're saying she was a one-hit wonder. No, no, no. no, no but no. I'm, I'm, if you look at the rec- overall record, this is a controversial person now, but Margaret Court it would blow... Kathy Freeman out of the water. This is only for what she did on the tennis court. Well, it's hard to argue with that. Yeah, twenty-three grand slams. Yeah, yeah. not. It's a fair effort. Yeah, yeah. What's the, uh, Lane Beachley? Yes, How many world in titles, the discussion. Yeah. And what's the the more modern surfer? The the, the other one, Steph Gilmore. Yeah. Steph Gilmore. We've had a lot of great surfers. I've got yeah. surfing as a fringe. Oh, yeah, there's another sport debate. Slash pastime. I don't really rate it as as an elite. I, I think it's great, but I've got it as a. It's fringe. more leisure time activity. Oh, it's like an X, you know, it's like rating X Games versus Olympics. I love it. It's great. But to compare that to the domination of tennis. What about Emma McKeon? Uh, swimming as well. Picks up gold medals for fun at the Olympics. I've got swimming as a relatively minor sport. All the things yeah, that here Steve go. can't do. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think it's a big sport, but on the world, compared yeah. to tennis, yeah, yeah, not swimming yeah, yeah, in Argentina. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's certain countries that do it. And certain people do it. You need to have access to a swimming pool to start with. I think if you can make it in the top in tennis, it's, it's well, huge. your former newspaper did a story a couple of years ago on the most influential female sporting people of all time. And it was a hundred of them. And one that didn't make the list was a woman called Karen Manning, who's the most successful mm. ever harness racing driver mm. 
female in world history, but it said a bit about sort of the, the, the profile of the sport a bit these days and lack of awareness. But I'd say Karen Manning would have to be super-duper atop the harness list anyway. Uh, there's a text here for you, Matty. First female trainer of the Melbourne Cup 1938 was a Kiwi, Granny McDonald, but horse had to be in her in husband's, husband's name. name. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't know much about Granny, but... Granny? Um, she doesn't sound like a young woman with a no. name like Granny. McDonald's. 1938 Melbourne Cup. Sounds like a brand of apple pies. Let's go and get some <laughs> Granny McDonald's. Uh, there's a couple of other ones here. I think there's an argument to be made that Gay is, in fact, the most well-known horse trainer regardless of gender. I think you would find, if you ask someone who is not interested in racing whatsoever, name a horse trainer, it would either be Gay or Bart at a guess. You know what she achieved, which is unbelievable? She became more famous in a horse, as a horse trainer than her father. Mm. I think pound for pound, Steve-O, what do you reckon? Mm. No, is Gay Waterhouse more famous than Tommy Smith? I think she is. Yeah, definitely. But I'd have Bart Cummings, Cummings number one. Yeah. Uh, here's a good question. If you could see the future, does Sam Kerr rank at the top? Well, she's trending good, upwards. That's pretty but good. That's, that's, yeah, she's getting there. Uh, again, Lauren Jackson. I Lauren again, Jackson. I don't have the, the women's football at the level of the, the tennis well, on the world stage. I'm sorry. It's uh, Lauren Jackson, definitely. Yeah. She's probably very underrated in terms yeah. of her influence. Lauren Jackson, yeah. she's got a, a CV like no other, really. She's would she, Is she in the conversation of the greatest female basketballers of all time? Isn't she regarded as that? Well... What about Baby Huey? Well, she's in the Hall of Fame, Lauren Jackson. Hmm. Remember Baby Huey? Baby yeah. Huey was a seven-foot-three Chinese female <laughs> basketballer yeah. who they actually started talking about whether they should... It was actually unfair because she didn't even have to throw the ball. To yeah. hope. I've got to get to a couple of these favourite new markets, <laughs> Matty, because we're we going to run out of time on. otherwise. the chief yeah. in one for the cuckoo's nest? Uh, this text that came through, my favourite new market win was the three-year-old Sunlight taking on a field of 22 in 2019. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, my learned friend so, is ringing on so me. He's not on phone, silent. That was Matty Stewart's phone, by the way. Oh, that's, is, that's a slab, isn't that's it? A slab. Is that is that a radio rule? You buy a slab for your co-host when, oh, when your phone terrible. rings. Well, yellow tail. I looked it up. It's seven ninety-five. Is that your phone ringing now? Seven ninety-five. Bargain. <laughs> you all started bargain. Was not. You got a favourite red, Steve? Are you a red not wine really, Not really a red guy. I got two. I, I had a rosé last night. Um, oh, I know what one of Maddie's is. Rosé. Like, yeah, John John Bon Jovi's got a brand of rosé called uh, Hampton Water. I gave that a go. Oh. Imported over from France. Out of ten. Eight out of ten. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Matty, um, top red. David Hayes occasionally used to have uh, invite the media either up to the farm or to his house in uh, Bratton. No, Turak. And he introduced me and Greg Miles and a few others to the Command Shiraz <laughs> at about 100 bucks a bottle. Phone's still pinging. <laughs> there's and a silent up. There's another one that David Hayes let me steal one of his bottles once, which I can't remember the name. The, the Octavius. Yep. The Octavius, about a hundred bucks. So, if if the bottle shop was on fire and you could only grab one bottle, you'd probably toss up between the Octavius and the the Edgerton Command, mm. Elderton Command. Yeah, you can. How good's the smell when you open the bottle, Matty? Oh, ludicrous! <laughs> outstanding, absolutely outstanding. Uh, all right, uh, a couple other ones. My favourite new market was two thousand and one. Uh, I was working for the late Russell Cameron. We had four runners. Uh, the winner, Toledo, and I strapped Mannington, who ran third, the fastest horse down the Flemington Strait, Iglesia and Atitz, who both finished down the track. There was two and a half lengths over the top seven runners. That was from Tony. Iglesia set the, I think he's still got the Flemington 1,200-metre record from the Standish. What about the day Rubitano won and there was a length between the first eight horses across the line? 
Yeah, How I saw that photo last <laughs> night. Yeah, I think you need to get to work <laughs> on that, Matty. You know what we might do? We might head to the Meadows. Isn't Out, it? Yeah, no, yeah. no, let's hold off there. Gary Hanlon has rung in, the son of legendary trainer George. He's a very avid listener. He called in to say uh, his father, George, of course, the legend correct won back-to-back new markets in 1960 and 61. Matt Stewart, can you give him a little mention? Oops, that was a bit I shouldn't have read out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys. I spoke with the owners, and they have said no worries to the free share in Buenos Noches uh, wins. Both mats can have 2.5% each for ongoings of 25 each per week or 5% each at 50 per week. You will pay us six bottles of Prosecco if he loses. Money where your mouth is, question (laughs) mark. Here we go. Come I'm on, just about to re-enter the rental market, and the mm. rent rental prices have gone through the roof. Twenty five bucks a week for me is actually a mm. straw that breaks the camel's back financially. <laughs> sadly, how do you go with the agents with your CV and everything? Do they look at it and uh, I look hope they don't background? look at it. I'm yeah. sensing he might be chickening out here, John. I'm just sensing it. But try we'll get... getting try getting a bridging home loan when you've got um, spasmodic betting activity on your bank statement. Well, these aren't on the books. These are just on the text message machine here at RSN. So anyway, you've got two days to decide whether or not you want to go through with this, Matty. Uh, Steve-O? I'm going to give him Jamie Re- Hebwoods in the meantime and sort of suss him out about this Nakoni filly. Uh, has there been any other big breaking news today in footy? Obviously, we, yeah. we broke the story yesterday with the MRO and the explanation there from Michael Christian. Yeah, Joel Selwood's just landed a job at Geelong. He's everywhere. He's under... He's really uh, under siege as far as um, people looking f- for work, and he's uh, got a gig at Geelong as an ambassador and a connector of key stakeholders. Oh, that'd be a good gig. Oh, oh that's just a <laughs> That would be role. a good Sounds job. mysterious. What do you do? I'm a connector. So they found a job for Joel Selwood, which is fair enough. He looks like he's going to be working for Cricket Australia during the Ashes as well. He does some work at Storm. So an ambassador and connector of key stakeholders. I'd like to see the Geelong Racing Club, <laughs> which I think has got enormous, you know, the second biggest city. I don't think their racing is on par with that. I think Someone like Josh uh, Joel Selwood, who's been a major mm. racing ambassador, uh, I think John Racing Club could use him big time. Mm. Mm. And Jake Stringer, a watch on him. I think he'll definitely miss round one and murmurs that it could be three to four weeks before mm. he's back. So maybe round four at best uh, for Stringer. They're taking it very slowly with a hamstring. And they need him. A bit of X factor out they, there at the, Essendon. They do need him. There's no doubt about that, Steve-O. If they want to be... Anywhere near the finals this year, and I don't know whether that's possible or not, but if they do, they need him up and going. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah. I've also got to watch on Jack Viney, just with that knee. No certainty to play round one. Bailey Fritch, how's he tracking? Yeah, weird foot injury. They say he's going to be okay, but it hasn't really been cited in anything of too mm. serious uh, a nature as far as training. He's very important for Melbourne Fritch. Absolutely. Yep. Well, I do agree with that. Uh, good on you, Steve-O. Good work from you. Always appreciate you jumping in for, for yay or nay. Thanks, You're guys. a valued... Contributor to our to our segment and so Heather McKay, I forgot her. I've, I've just it oh. just come back to me. She How could you unbeaten in squash? Just an amazing scene. So I've got her higher than the surfers. You Heather. think squash is more mainstream than surfing? Yeah, it's more of a sport unless you hit a ball. <laughs> more of a sport. Dawn Please. Fraser didn't get a run either. Someone harassed um, my mate in Tassie. Oh, Freddy. we've left out plenty. I'm sure we've left out plenty. Uh, but there's been some champions, Steve-O, and you are a champion yourself. We'll yeah. hear from you throughout the afternoon. Good good luck, guys. Good yeah, show. Thanks. Appreciate